Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reichley. Greetings and welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show, On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Uh, Mr. Ben Reichley is directly across from me, co owner of a fine local business, along with hundreds of his co-owners at that uh, employee-owned business. He's a Republican committee person, but when he comes into these studios and when he goes anywhere, he's an American first. American first, but hey, I like this uh, new tent set up here. Thank you. Is, is this a uh, new chair from Benjamin T. Moyer that you hauled over in your F-150 from Sunbury Motors? Yes, it is. That's and great. We, we hooked up an out... We, we decided to get rid of the oxygen and the nitrogen and so on and just well, hook up little a fresh air. has this little massage thing going on here in the back, so uh, um, it had to look good going down Sunbury. Stopping at Benjamin T. Moyer, picking up this great chair with an F-150 from Sunbury Motors. Boy, that's that's that, hey, that's Fourth Street. That's Fourth Street in a uh, in a whole in a whole chamber of commerce uh, soundbite. Right on the mark. Sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Do please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Throughout our interview with U.S. Congressman Fred Keller, we invite you to email us at on the mark at wkok.com if you have a question for the congressman, and you can text us at seven zero. Two three six. We'd uh, like to hear from you in those forms. And with that, we welcome the uh, freshman congressman, 12th District uh, U.S. Congressman, Republican Fred Keller from Kramer, PA, on the line. Good morning, sir. Thanks for calling in. Oh, glad to glad to be able to call in this morning. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Ben. Good morning to all the great listeners. We do appreciate it. You've been conducting a listening tour as the nation talks about police reform. Uh, to whom are you listening, and what are you hearing? Well, we, we actually we've been to, to several communities uh, in PA twelve, and uh, you know uh, people that uh, do law enforcement, community leaders, you know members of the community. Uh, Actually, some people in Mansfield University uh, that, uh, that do instruction and, and have programs that uh, would help train our police officers. Uh, so uh, the big thing we've been hearing is uh, that in Sunbury, and I'll, I'll talk about Sunbury because, you know, the Chief Hare is a, a great guy, and uh, all the people that we talk to have been outstanding. But, you know, uh, Sunbury is right there uh, close to your studio. And, uh, you know, the Chief really uh, doesn't want a one-size-fits-all because what works in a, in a force with, uh, and, and everybody has, said, has all said this, that what works in, in, a, in a police force that might have, somebody has nine, nine individuals, may not work in, in Philadelphia where they might have hundreds or thousands of, of officers. So uh, the thing I think we need to remember is that the people that put on that uniform every day, by and large, uh, do it right and are outstanding individuals. And no matter what we do, we need to make sure that they have the proper training, that there's transparency and accountability. And, th- and that's really what the people, and, and people that, uh, you know, officers that behave poorly like the ones did in Minneapolis, the, the people that, that are most against that are the other police officers that do it right every day. 
And so what they've been saying is, hey, look, we need to look at accreditation, we need to look at training, we need to be able to look at these things. But don't, from Washington, D.C., put in things that, that might work in one place but not in another place. They certainly don't want policing from Washington, D.C. So down at the street level in Point Township or Northumberland or in Sunbury, what might be an element of either training or accountability that would work and, and, and could potentially help? No, no. It, 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 Again, you're looking at community, you know, policing, which this the Senator Scott's bill actually had that, and Stauber's bill actually had that, where it involved the community in the policing and did things from the ground up rather than than, than the top down. You, you have the you have the you have the tenants that you need to have that assure that that everybody's doing it properly and everybody's rights are protected, but how you implement that in a force of, of nine or ten or twenty versus a force of hundreds or thousands might look different. And we, we shouldn't be telling them how to implement that in their police force, just that we make sure they have the proper training and tools to do their job. And you know, the Democrats bill uh, yesterday actually prohibited certain police departments from getting the tools that might help protect their officers and the communities. Are you to elaborate on the differences between the Republican and Democratic plans? Well, the, the, diff the differences is, uh, are the fact that, one, the Republican plan, and I'm going to talk about the biggest difference, has been, uh, has been that uh, they actually incorporate the ideas from listening to people and having collaboration. Uh, the, de the Democrats' plan, when you look at that, as I mentioned, uh, gets rid of uh, qualified immunity, which means if a police officer does everything right and by the book, uh, somebody could still even come back on them and hold them personally liable for something and take them to court. Uh, there should be certain protections when police officers are doing things properly that people can't come after their, them personally or the assets of their family. Uh, so that, that's one big thing. And like I said, the other one is that the Democrats' bill would prohibit uh, the ability for police forces to, to, you know, some forces to maybe get the tools that they need for their officers. All right. Uh, another topic. Protests continue around the U.S. Uh, many are centered on race and the, the Black Lives Movement has emerged. Your reaction to this and what in their message uh, can we learn from and uh, help grow the nation? Well, again, when we look at people who want to make sure their voice is heard, um, you know, I certainly welcome peace of peaceable gatherings and, and, and people to, to uh, you, you know, address issues to the government. That, that's what, what our republic is about. Uh, but when you look at people that, that, that come and, and create violence and destroy property, uh, that, that's, a, that's a totally different, uh, a different dynamic. And those people, that, and again, that's not the majority, let, let's be fair, that's not the majority of the people that, that want to see things happen, improve the way we do things. But those, those just like the, the minority in law enforcement, those people need to be addressed too and held accountable. And that, that's, that's what we really need to do uh, in our nation to make sure, because by people coming and, and committing violent acts uh, when other people are trying to peaceably demonstrate really drowns out the good message that the peaceable uh, protesters want to get across to everybody. Of the key messages that protesters have, what is at the heart of that as it relates to uh, race or racial injustice? What are they 100% right about that we do need to address? Well, well, again, I, I would say, you know, as we look at the, the reforms here uh, that we uh, we're talking about in Congress, 
we need to make sure that, that uh, the people that might inflict harm, uh, you know, the, the, the small percentage of people that don't do it right in law enforcement, are able to, to, to be weeded out and held accountable before they create harm on someone. And, and a lot of times, Mark, I think what we need to start talking about is what unites us and, and, and why together we can, we can do things better rather than things that divide us. And you know that for me, Mark. I'm always one that wants to try and take a look at and say, hey, what do we all have in common and how can we make things better? And that really is the message of a lot of people. And uh, let's not not always be trying to be divisive. Let's take a look at at what needs to be fixed. And there's things, as I've mentioned before, in in our nation's history, uh, there are things that, you know, we didn't get right. But we certainly got a heck of a lot more right than we did wrong. And and what's really troubling uh, to me is, when people uh, burn the flag, uh, and that, that to me is just disrespectful to all the veterans and, and those who have, have fought, men and women, that have fought to, to uphold uh, the values of liberty and equal justice and, and free continents. I mean, oh, just go back to World War II and look at all the oppression that, that, that those people fought under our flag to make sure that people weren't treated poorly. And, uh, you know, we've certainly learned some things over the course of our nation, uh, and uh, we need to continue to to work toward um, making sure that there there aren't people that uh, are in positions that are going to inflict undue justice on on others. Fred, Fred, if we can talk about accountability, uh, your thoughts on mail-in voting. We see uh, sort of split down party lines, but uh, it, it seems like there's confusion in a lot of places where... You, you states make their own voting uh, rights to to a degree. It's it, it, the federal umbrella, but there seems to be very <laughs> confusion on what a absentee ballot is and what mail-in balloting is. Yeah, there's actually you're right. There's there's a patchwork of how things happen from from one state to the next, and uh, you know we look at Pennsylvania uh, prior to the the new laws that were passed last year, and again I'm not saying one way or the other of those. I just make sure that there's accountability measures. Uh, you know, some places when, when they're mailing out applications for ballots, and, and this is this is people that have gotten them and it's been found to have happened, that the applications, one, one person might get two or three or four, and in some cases as much as six or seven applications for a ballot. Uh, now, can some of that happen erroneously? It certainly can, but to your point, Ben, we need to make sure that there's, there's proper safeguards in place. Some people just mailing out, just mailing out ballots uh, to people, which some people want to do. In fact, I think there's a law in the Pennsylvania General Assembly where they want to just mail out ballots. Well, the fact that, uh, you know, you have a lot of people that uh, moved more than they did years ago, that, you know, college students in, in Pennsylvania are permitted to vote where they're going to college. So if you have a student that's in, in you know, either uh, Seals Grove or Lewisburg or Penn State in PA-12 or Lock Haven, you know, they, if they vote there for a couple of years and then they, they get a job in, in another part of the country and leave, uh, and their name isn't purged for, from, from the vo- voting rolls, uh, where's the ballot going to go? Uh, uh, I think there's a lot of considerations that, that need to happen, and we need to make sure that uh, we, uh, you know, we, we make sure that, that there's, the, there's the accountability there. Exactly what that looks like, uh, you know, again, to your point, Ben, that's up to some of the states, but, you know, uh, some room there for, for improvement before we just start mailing out ballots to everyone. We got an email here from a uh, probably a liberal constituent of yours, Fred. Uh, the Fred Keller I know is someone who cares about his constituents. Fred, 
How can you continue to blindly support a president who doesn't take this pandemic seriously, who tells lies each and every day, and who seems to be on the edge of a breakdown? <laughs> oh, a little oh, bit of a oh, loaded first question. Off, I, 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 again, I can I, read I, that. I can Mark would have had too much fun with that. Um, and if, if I do have a disagreement with the administration, uh, the administration will know that. But, you know, Ben, I, I don't know if you remember when I was in Harrisburg uh, and we did the budget, I think it was 2015, and I probably came out and said something I shouldn't about the current administration. That isn't helpful to my constituents uh, to air some things when I might have a disagreement with, with the administration uh, in, in public. Uh, so, you know, I, there, there's things that you, you learn how to do properly. Uh, you know, as far as the president, uh, I think he did a lot of things. He took some pretty decisive and preventative action early on when people were calling him xenophobic and racist when he said, hey, people from China and parts of Europe aren't going to be able to come to the United States. So I wish, you know, in all fairness, I wish people could, could admit the president does things, you know, the people that don't agree with him on policy could admit that he does do some things right, too. Yeah, but I mean, that's a thing that goes both ways. Yeah, but Fred, when you were in the House, though, um, you made the governor's uh, support staff hide all their Crayola crayons after you made that comment, so might not have been that bad. <laughs> uh, I do remember the governor was on WKOK the following week and got asked a question about that from Joe. Uh, but but you, you get my point. Uh, uh, the president, uh, I think, gets a heck of a lot more right than he does wrong. And I apologize for the buzzer in the background. That's the beginning of our. Well, that's session. So, so, so you you are you in the office in the Longworth Building? I take it. Yes, actually, I'm I'm getting ready. We've got uh, D.C. statehood on the uh, on the agenda for today, and I have a motion to recommit uh, uh, for some amendments. Question, question, real quick on uh, the police side. <clears throat> what happened with Tim Scott's bill that the Democrats in the Senate? who are all for police reform, police reform, doesn't give Tim Scott's bill a chance to even get discussed, and they can disagree with it later, but they didn't even have a chance to discuss it, put amendments in. I think it's a, a, you know, it shows the hypocrisy and the uh, political football that the Democrats want to play with this police reform bill. What Tim Scott did was was just great. He put bill he put information out there. He wanted to have a discussion and what the Democrats did again shows shows where they really stand. Well, well let me let me tell you what happened there. You know, when that bill was brought up and of course everybody talks about Republicans controlling the Senate. They they need 60 votes to bring stuff up for debate. But anyway, Tim Scott was even even saying, "Hey, look, you 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 come up with amendments to my bill if you want to make it better. I'll I'll give you 20 amendments." And, and they didn't even do that. So so it's not like if you if they really want to get something done, and, and that's the story that maybe not everybody's getting getting told is that, that that Senator Scott said, "Hey, you 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 don't like my bill doesn't do what you want it to do. Put put it, I'll accept amendments," and they wouldn't even bring it up for that discussion. Meanwhile, over here in the House yesterday, they wouldn't. We had a closed rule. We weren't allowed to add amendments to Speaker Pelosi's bill. Yeah, yeah. The the hypocrisy that people don't see it doesn't get reported, and the foxes, MSNBC, well, CNN, don't even really tell about it. the mark can help us get that out there because <laughs> th- that's the truth of what's happening. I mean, and, and we're supposed to believe people. And I'm, I'm going to go here and say this because pe- people say, "Oh, the Republicans just don't want to do anything." No, the Democrats are interested in messaging and not getting things done because they've been doing it for three and a half years. But this goes both and, and ways, Fred. We I mean, know, honestly. we know, and it's been exposed with chairmanship and and other things uh, over the time. 
that they're about they're about worrying about an election rather than worrying about good public policy. Fred, uh, real quick, I know we have to go though. Uh, your thoughts on the uh, Confederacy, the, the 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 statues that they're talking about on the Confederate side of this. So your thoughts on on bringing those statues down. How to do it? Uh, mob rule doesn't seem to work because people can get hurt. Uh, but uh, it seems like uh, there's mobs that are want to get to take down uh, some of the history in the past. Uh, your thoughts on that? Well, you know, you mentioned mobs, and, and by people supporting some of this mob uh, violence that's that. happening, they're putting mobs above jobs. Quite frankly. Um, and looking at what we look at, and I'll tell you, my grandmother was a public school teacher in Northumberland and raised me for a few years. And, you know, she used to say something, you can't know where you're going unless you know from where you came. Um, so, again, we didn't get everything right uh, and uh, to, to erase history. And you look at some places that have, have tried to erase history and, and get rid of books and, and that kind of stuff. Uh, those, those who fail to remember history are condemned to relive it. So, again... Uh, I think that, that uh, while, while some things uh, are regrettable in the past, uh, to wipe them out I think would be a huge mistake and disservice when we're trying to make sure that we unite everybody and don't have people in generations coming make the same mistakes. And, and isn't there a reason for understanding history post-Civil War when reconciliation and Robert Lee, uh, e. Lee played such a big part in bringing the nation back together and some concessions had to be made for the right, wrong, or indifferent? We weren't in those times, and to bring the Union back together, to bring the country back together, there were certain things over the next 10, 20, 30, 40 years that were done. Uh, you know, it's hard for us to do that sitting here in 2020. We're not sitting here in 1875 or 1880. Yeah, and, and again, it's, it's easy to be a Monday morning quarterback and say this should have been done that way or this way. We need to look forward. Uh, and to look forward, I think, understanding our past is an important part of that to make sure we don't revisit some of the same failures we had. One of our good listeners sends a note, says, question for the congressman, what kind of gun control measures are the Democrats trying to sneak in under the cover of unrelated bills? We need fewer gun restrictions, not more. Well, again, uh, the Second Amendment is, is very clear, as is the First Amendment. People's right to peaceably protest and, you know, freedom of press and religion. Um, you, you know, we need to protect all of our amendments. And, and the Second Amendment, quite frankly, uh, does that. It says the right to keep and bear arms. And that was designed so that the, the, the citizens uh, didn't have a tyrannical government. And so, so I support the Second Amendment. Um, Fully, and I know at different state levels, uh, there's bills. There's bills in, in Harrisburg, you know, to, to tax ammunition more, to have registries, to do all kinds of stuff. Uh, in addition to the background checks and things we have, I think it's important to keep in mind that uh, you know, if, if we're looking at at people, and I know people are talking about things and that that, that, that want to control our Second Amendment rights or eliminate them. And there's people that want to do that. Uh, you know, Beto O'Rourke actually said that. Uh, it, 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 let, let's look at what the actions of people, not the instrument they use to commit those actions. Okay, so uh, but nothing's getting snuck into bills that you're aware of right at the moment. Oh, not, nothing that we're voting on right now. Now that's not to say, Mark, somebody might put an amendment on something, you know, tomorrow or okay. you know later today. 
but you know we're voting, we're voting on DC statehood and a couple other things. So yeah, there, there's nothing not not at the national level. Now there could be things happening in state capitals, uh, you know, right. across America. All right. That, that states are you know, and you look at some cities that try and do some stuff too. Do we have uh, another minute here, or do you have to get going to go participate in this mm. conversation? In I got a minute or two. Okay, DC statehood. Where do you stand on that? Well. Uh, when, when you look at the intent of what D.C. was and, and, and what our framers were looking at, you know, they didn't think that any, any state should have an un, uh, undue influence over the federal government. And to have the federal government contained wholly within a state um, is not what our, our founders uh, envisioned. There's, you know, it, uh, I, actually, I'm doing the motion to recommit. Uh, I, I do not support that because our, our, our Founders recognized the status of Washington D.C. and that it shouldn't shouldn't have undue in, that no state should have undue influence over the federal government. I think that this puts the uh, the District of Columbia above the the other 50 states and, and uh, having having done that. And if people are concerned about uh, uh, as they say representation or taxation, their license plates say taxation without representation. They do have a member of Congress, uh, Eleanor Holmes uh, Norton. Uh, so. I think it's uh, something that uh, does not need to happen. And if they're intent on on doing something, give the land back to Maryland and Virginia. All right, one last question. Uh, the Health and Human Services under the Trump administration cutting back on some federal aid. Fox says it's about 13 sites that are being uh, closed down. Why is this an ideal time to reduce uh, testing for COVID-19 around the U.S.? Well, again, I, I think I saw Dr. Fauci on TV the other day saying that we're doing more testing than we had before, and I know new sites opened up in PA-12, and when we see the volume of testing happening, we see that we're doing more testing every day. So, uh, you know, it, it, might, it might be a matter of some of the companies like, like CVS and Walmart that have opened more sites and can maybe cover more ground effectively and get more testing done. So it might be just a better allocation of resources. Fred, uh, anything else, uh, if you'd like to, you have the open mic, of course, as Mark always says, but I'd like to just throw out a quick question. Can you give us a, what's the atmosphere like right now in Washington? You're, you're only going to be there for what uh, today and then people are leaving, but, you know, in, in your closing comments, can you give us an idea of what the uh, atmosphere is, uh, particularly after this police reform bill in the House, the lack of uh, the bill in, uh, in the Senate with Tim Scott, but the overall atmosphere in D.C.? Well, again, we're, we're still not, D.C. still isn't still fully open, so there's, you know, as far as what we're seeing, uh, there's some work to be done uh, to, get to, to get to some of these issues. Um, there are people that want to work and, and, and accomplish things, but it's getting getting quite frankly stalled at the top level by by the speaker and the minority leader in the Senate. Uh, that, that, that's really where the issue lies. And I don't know that it's you know with a lot of the rank and file members. You know, it's, it's with the it's with the fringe on the left that's really holding this up. And and again, I'm going to go back to the speaker and, and, and the minority leader. When Senator Scott says, "I'll take amendments on my bill," and and they don't even want to talk about it. Okay. And so, so the, the atmosphere is Republicans are willing and, and, and want to work to get something done. And there's, there's the, the, the minority leader in the Senate, the Speaker, that are doing the same thing they've done for the, uh, for the past couple of years, just saying, hey, I'm not, you know, it's got to be our way or the highway. And that's not the way, that's not the way to govern because, again, 
the senator uh, in his bill was willing to take amendments. He said, I'll take amendments. You can you, you do it. And then the Speaker in the House says, no, it's a closed rule and you can't have any amendments. What about the uh, Democrat leadership in their big loss uh, this week in Elliot Engel, a what, 21-year congressman who lost to the AOC side of the Democratic uh, left wing? Well, again, uh, it, 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 it's hard, it's hard to, to, to tell what, what they're thinking uh, on that. Uh, it seems like, uh, you know, the Speaker is, is getting pulled and, and and the leadership more and more to the left, trying to hold on to their power. All right. Thank you so much, uh, Congressman Keller. Really appreciate the opportunity to call in again. If you, ha- if you do have a break back hey, in the Mark, words. Yes, sir. You have called me Fred for 10 years or more. Okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, Fred. <laughs> and, Ben, that's, I prefer that. I work, I work for the outstanding people of PA-12. Everybody can uh, – I, I work for, for the people, and uh, they, I, I prefer it when they call me Fred because I am exactly what our founders envisioned, a person that, that grows up in the community, uh, that works, raises their family there, and for a period of time – goes to represent them in government. Okay, so. can we refer to you as Fred from Kramer then? <laughs> you can call me Fred from PA-12. <laughs> okay. All right, thank you, Congressman Fred, very much. Okay, safe travels, Congressman. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for calling in. All right, Congressman Keller, getting very, Fred getting very close to voting on. Uh, yeah, he'll be a caller. You'll just say, hey, Fred from PA-12, you're on the mark. Very interesting debate on this, the D.C. statehood. Such a, you know, you think, oh, okay, we'll give them statehood, then they have representation, but so complicated. Mm, uh, it's uh, the dirty little secret there, Mark? It's a grab for two Senate seats. All right, That's 1- what it is. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We'll talk more about that shortly. We're going to take a quickie one-minute break. We will be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Yeah, this is a quickie one, one minute break. Ben and I are deep in oh, thought. Oh, we got an interesting email here. Do you want to take that one? Uh, well, we can read. Uh, sure. This is leftover from yesterday when we were talking about Congressman, or no, check that, uh, Senator Biden versus President Trump in the election. Vice whenever. President Biden. Um, Former Vice President Biden. Right. That's true. Good point. Uh, one of our listeners says. Um, oh, well, oh, I'm sorry. I got to set this up better. Either uh, we were talking about Joe Biden selecting a black woman as his uh, running mate, and to that end, one of our listeners says, "Do you choose a brain surgeon based on race or gender?" Uh, Vice President Biden said he's going to choose a black woman as his running mate. Not he's not going to choose the best person. He's going to choose a black woman as his running mate. If so, I suggest Candace. Owens, very uh, an author. Yeah, very uh, 
interesting choice or uh, email there. Candace Owens is a very uh, conservative black woman that scares the mm-hmm, out of the uh, left, uh, particularly, and uh, very very interesting. There. But I I would I, I'm sort of a uh, Shirley Chisholm type of uh, person going back to the 70s. Ah, okay, mm-hmm. I got gotcha. you. All right, so we are going to uh, take the CBS News break, then we'll have local news. I'm going to tell you quite a bit about the Sunbury Motor Company. But, you know, the ultimate choice might be the Oprah. The Oprah as vice president. Oh, I like Michelle Obama as vice president. Well, <laughs> Michelle Obama should be our president as far as I'm concerned, but I guess that's not on the table. Oh, boy. We'll have an hour of discussion on that. <laughs> All right. This is WDK, okay, Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reikley. Greetings. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the Mark, I am Mark Lawrence. Ben Reikley is here. And we forgot to mention our hero, who is Rob Center, a fabulous producer, taking good care of us. He gets to take a week off. We will be best no, of all best next up week. Best of next week. I haven't made that clear is yet. There a, is there enough to fill the whole week? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Everybody's <laughs> joking. Everybody's a clown. <laughs> well, you know, you can go back to, what, is this 12 years? We've been on the air. Yeah. So you can go back to some of the originals. Oh, okay. Well, that would be true. Yeah. Well, somewhere over the past decade, there's probably the some The lady who interviews. flushed her toilet while she was talking to you on the air. We do have that. I mean, uh, but you've had, look at, that'd probably be pretty interesting. Put together a little uh, compilation. Yeah. The best and worst of On the Mark. And remember, uh, from this standpoint, you started before they were 100 years old. Now the Sunbury Motors Company is 100-plus years old. Right, over 100 years old. Our On the Mark show is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please do check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open now. Call us 1-800-795-9565. That's 1-800-795-9565. You can comment on something that the congressman had to say. There's really a lot of critical issues uh, lately. Uh, D.C. statehood's on the mind of some folks. uh, Taking down monuments. Black Lives Matter, all the protests, uh, some looting. Some of the protests are getting out of hand again. Mm-hmm. President well, Trump's reference to Kung Flu is irritating some people. Mail-in voting still at the top of the list of issues to be decided in the U.S. And so uh, we got a lot to talk about. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarket.com and text us at 70236. A House divide it describes the U.S. Congress right now as a far-reaching police reform overhaul bill made it through the democratically controlled House, but the president uh, says he'll veto it if it still looks like the democratic bill by the time it gets to his desk. Congress is divided and the chances of it becoming law are very dim. As you heard, U.S. Congressman Fred Keller and his colleague, U.S. Congressman Dan Muser, both both voted no on the bill. In a statement overnight, Congressman Keller said he voted against the Justice in Policing Act, a bipartisan, or check that, a partisan messaging bill. He called it crafted by the House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Hundreds of cars packed the Point Drive-In Thursday for the Chickalemi Class of 2020 graduation. The graduation was projected on the screens via video and debuted on YouTube at the same time. Jacob, Michael, Egan, Baron, Sabian, Emmerich, Judy Angeli Strada Rodriguez, Gavin, Paul, Fagley. 
Jonah Matthew Fenstemacher. Andrew William Fick. Ginelli Marie Figueroa Santiago. There were several notable speakers, mm. the two class Victoria, the valedictoria, M Mia Pfeiffer and Rosella Delgado, also other student leaders, school board president Wendy Weiss, superintendent Dr. Jason Bendel, and state house member Linda Schlegel-Culver among yeah, the speakers Great for them. Night. Hey, you know what? Good for them to have that. They'll always, hey, wasn't traditional, but what is traditional anymore? Three new COVID-19 cases have popped up in the valley. They are in Northumberland County. There's also a 40th nursing home resident case in the valley in their daily update Thursday, State Department. Department of Health says there's now 40 resident cases among two Northumberland County nursing homes. Five employees are among those. Uh, no other cases in the Valley's long-term care facilities were reported. Locally, Northumberland County has uh, three new COVID-19 positive tests at 284. Everybody else holding steady here, thanks to mask wearing in part, plus a wide range of other actions. Social distancing, taken. people getting out, but still, uh, still trying Things are to. Things still half closed. In yeah, some but places. you know what? The restaurants I've been to, it's been fine. Uh, I'll throw out a couple names. Bots Tavern, BJ's down in Seals Grove. They've done a very nice job and doing others have too. So uh, you know, people are I think are, are conscious, very conscious of it still, but however we are we aren't going to live in caves below Herndon. We are we are going to <laughs> live in our valley. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> a grand jury investigation into Pennsylvania's large natural gas drilling industry released Thursday by the state attorney general, Josh Shapiro, has found systematic failures in the state departments regulating the industry. The report comes after nearly two years of investigation into the state's Marcella shale exploration industry. It notes that the State Department of Environmental Protection and the State Department of Health failed at all points to protect Pennsylvanians from not policing or by not policing or investigating environmental complaints have failed to collect health data and failed to warn the public when they were at risk. The grand jury recommends giving Shapiro's office the ability to criminally investigate the industry as well as other increased regulations. Why doesn't he criminally investigate the Department of Health and DEP if they failed? To yeah, I was going to say, uh, <laughs> looks like Governor Wolf's Just administration <laughs> hasn't stepped Just up, but, uh, but they do want to tax them, though. So if they tax them, they can get them out of here. If they get them out of here, get then I guess they won't be making these so-called regulation no more infraction. Yeah. No more drilling, so, no more infraction. So, okay. There you go. A Valley police chief says not so fast when it comes to defunding police. He says some police measures uh, could help, but on WKOK's On the Mark program Monday, Point Township Police Chief Josh Van Kirk says officers do support accountability, but... I think that people are levying this accusation that the police target a specific group, and I'm here to say that we do, and they're called criminals. And I would hate to see the day that police stop building profiles about what criminal behavior looks like. Every community is different. You benchmark behavior. If we want to wait until a crime happens to get our police involved, haven't we failed already? And I'm telling you, that's where the challenge is. He it says all criminal responses are always evaluated when they have a, a response where they go to an incident. Also, proper investigations are conducted. Uh, two, a couple of other headlines very briefly here. Time to ease up on the tight COVID-19 restrictions at Geisinger. Two people can now visit patients and a childbirth assistant or coach can now accompany an expectant mother in a release Thursday. Geisinger says for most inpatients, two designated visitors can see the patient twice a day from 11 to 
one or three to six, two hours each time period, and only those two individuals are allowed, not a parade of individuals who cycle oh, through. Those are non-COVID hours, I guess? Uh, I the guess COVID goes dormant for that? I don't know. Who knows? I think it's dormant most of the time. <laughs> and finally, <coughs> this is the funny part, uh, nearly 1.1 million coronavirus relief payments, mm. totaling 1.4 billion, went to dead people. A government watchdog reported Thursday it's the latest uh, series of errors in the massive aid bill dispensed at crisis speed. The Government Accountability Office, Congress's auditing arm, cited the number of erroneous payments uh, to deceased taxpayers in its report on the government programs. But the government has asked them to return the money. It's not clear that they have to. Uh, They (laughs) say, quote, we'll be asking them to give it up, but I'm not sure if they'll be coughing it up. Oh, I like that. Okay. And you know what? And you know why they got the money? They got the money because they voted in the last election. (laughs) So they were were able to get the money. (laughs) They mailed in their ballot. Hey, uh, the interview with uh, Chief Police Van Kirk, Mm -hmm. I hope that's in the best of next week. If people didn't hear that before, excellent way. Talk to people who are boots on the ground who are understanding what goes on with this. He had an excellent interview. You guys did a very good job. It was very informative. But that is the real world, what these police officers do. And those men and women every day put their lives on the line. And to judge 99.5% of them on the 5% is unfair. But he had an excellent interview. our open phone. We're going to take a quickie break now, play a little catch-up, and then when we come back, hopefully, uh, we'll be talking to you. We have some callers waiting. 1-800-795-9565, our open phone. What are you so irritated about that you have got to call us? That happened with one Mm. of our good listeners yesterday, first-time caller, said, I can't stand it anymore. I had to call you. He was so irritated about That's great therapy for people. Call us to vent. I don't know if he felt better afterward or not. I'm not sure, but... We Huge hope so. President Trump supporter, so uh, there's one vote for the president right there. All right, quickie break. We'll be right back. In recent days, staying connected has meant more than ever before. At Penteladata, we thank our frontline workers for giving us the hope that tomorrow will be better and for letting us do our part in keeping everyone connected with schools, families, and friends, even while being apart. As America slowly and carefully returns to work, we're here to help your business come back smarter, bigger, and better than before with a fiber network that will keep us all connected and move us forward. Penn Teledata Fiber Networks. As we all hunker down in these tough times, there's still work to be done. Mahindra Tractors is helping with no payments for 90 days and zero down, 0% financing. Visit whymahindra.com to build your tractor and your Mahindra dealer can deliver right to your property. Save on Mahindra tractors at Hilly Ridge Sales and Service in Mount Pleasant Mills and also on Elysburg Road in Danville, online at hillyridge.com. Offer on select models for a limited time only, subject to change without notice. Visit buymahindra.com. Are you a business owner looking for funding? Greenbox Capital is here to help by providing easy working capital loans in as little as 24 hours. Visit gboxcapital.com apply now to fill out a short form and get started today. With funding from $3,000 to a half million dollars, Greenbox Capital can help. Visit gboxcapital.com apply now to receive a special offer of 10% off cost of working capital. gboxcapital.com apply now and get business funding needed without stress from traditional lenders. gboxcapital.com apply now. Fast funding for small businesses. The Home Depot is cooking up new ways to start summer here and bring summer home. From online ordering to free delivery and convenient store pickup, we're helping make sure taking care of your summer projects is a breeze 
and summer savings on all your favorite brands make things even easier. So freshen up the deck, fire up the grill, summer's here, and it's as close as your own backyard. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Hi, everybody. Steve Jones, Penn State place kicker Jake Pinnaker. Today, 3 to 5, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Welcome back to the WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. All right, call us now. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. 1-800-795-9565. Sounds like Mark Knopfler on the guitar, doesn't it? Uh, I think this is Carlos Santana, I believe. Oh, it sounds like a little San Francisco's. It is Santana. Is it? You are right. <laughs> great, great, great band, great guitar player. Uh, boy, if he, yeah, you know, I'm just thinking. I'm Rob's over there pointing at you, shaking your head, yes, and he throws the pencil at the window at me. Got a black magic up. woman. Hey, look, I'm allowed to guess. It's my, I got it's my a black through. magic woman. All right, trying enough. to make it. Stop. Okay, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. 1-800-795-9565. Call us now. One of our listeners, when I said uh, there, there's no movement afoot in the U.S. to make a socialist. One of our listeners says, ah, we are, A-R-E is in capital letters, we are ripe for socialism. We always have to fight for freedom, but our leaders today are not fighting. They're allowing this to happen. Yes. The financial crisis, we have, we have could collapse at any time but we turn a blind eye to it because we get larger unemployment checks and stimulus checks. If tomorrow the financial system would go under, oh, we'd have to replace our money with something else. Bitcoin. Would you be ready to do that? Remember, if you didn't, you would lose it all. Uh, these things have consequences. These things have domino effect. When the 2008 stock market crashed, I listened to stock market people before the crash. Not one ever knew that it was going to crash. As I've said, we are right for socialism. It's coming. Please do oh not. Boy, I wish I could think of the uh, the movie that uh, talks about the uh, is it selling short or short selling, um, but it's a great movie that shows about that. Uh, no, there was people talking about the crash when, but, but again. Beforehand? Yeah. After the, Here's the sad thing. After the crash, nobody was held accountable. And of course, the big banks walked through. And Mark, if you and I were banks and the other five banks had to have a bailout and you and I said, we don't need it, the government made you take it. Mm. So everybody was in the same boat. That, that, that is, uh, that's part of the swamp and that's part of the reality of, uh, and uh, this goes right uh, maybe to the black helicopters and of course our caller right here dale can really fill us in dale you're on the mark thanks for waiting go right ahead yeah i just wanted to say you know i asked myself why don't i vote well then i came to the conclusion i said well how old is the constitution you know well put together in 1776 ratified in 1787 so you know put the math together yeah, well, and and it changes at, changes throughout history, too. Okay, I'm looking at the police. I'm looking at the rioters' protests. I think the police are on the fence. Okay? Here's why I say that. Because you have cup holders, and you have people who fill the trough. And I say police are, cup, uh, are filling the trough. And I say doctors are filling the trough. I say our nurses are. I say our restaurant. I say our service department. Then you look at leadership at the top. Are they filling the trough or are they holding the cup? Okay, so this is why I say the Constitution needs to be redacted every 30 years. Okay, because what we're having is the Bar Association, once you get your degree, you get a cup. 
Okay, and then they played a reindeer game, and they uh, put in dancers who were really good, and they put them in political positions. Okay, then that's why I really don't vote. Okay, that's why I say the police are on the fence too, because most police fill the trough. They don't. They don't get cuffs. You know, they don't get their bar degree. So, and and the leadership skills are in the basement. With these cup holders. Well, D- Dale, 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 can you tell what is what is in the cup that the police are filling the trough with? No, not the police, the bar association. Well, They're the tra- filling, tra- trial lawyers the are, are, are filling, a problem. The police are filling the trough. Okay. Are the you bar so- association has cups to take it out. Okay. They don't put no. They don't put nothing in the trough. So, so the police fi- are, are police putting criminals in the trough for the trial lawyers then? You're dancing around. You're playing reindeer games. I'm just telling you, okay? This is why we, the police are on the fence on trying, to, you know, should we... Because they're finding out, you know, a lot of police are feeling, finding out that we, their leaders are cup holders, and when they go out there on the beat and serve and, and deal with these bad situations, okay, then then they get a, a guy who so-called calls himself police, but basically he's a lawyer, and he's trying... To steal their but but are you That's saying the are you saying Maybe the bureaucracy are you saying the bureaucracy of the police force those are the cup holders anybody who basically who was who runs a public runs a public office that has a bar association because they don't fill the trough they just dip in when any time they want so okay? well can, can I can police I, look like bad people protesters look like bad people. No one wins. Well, 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 one of the things in this the whole events that have been going on, and of course this is the, the tragic incidents with the police and and the uh, citizens that are happening uh, and the, the civilians, uh, if you look at, you know, why wasn't Minneapolis making changes before this? Why isn't Seattle making changes before? Why haven't some of these uh, jurisdictions stepped up? Because ben, ben, th- they you're, are... You're Dan, you're Dan. Yeah, you're Dan. Okay, I'm playing right hey. now, though. Hey, okay. All right, okay. thank you so here, much, Dan. Here, here's okay. the thing, okay? That's why I don't vote. We need to readapt the Constitution, and it's time for the police to be fair and the protesters to have a fair game. All right. Both of them feel like they're being abandoned by fake leadership. They're all coupled. Okay. All right, we got you. Thank you so much, Dale. Appreciate that. We certainly got our metaphors covered. We need today. to get him an absentee ballot or maybe a mail in ballot. Give him a chance. Uh, you you want him at a polling place? No, no, that's why mail in or absentee. Bobby, you're on the mark. Yes, um, uh, good, good good morning, everyone. You know, one thing that I learned from Mr. Ely in ninth grade is, uh, you know, if you do, do not complain, you know, if you don't show up at the polls. And, of course, uh, there's different ways to show up at the polls. And, of course, I when I wasn't in the area to vote, I would make sure I'd get an absentee ballot. And then that there is a, you know, what would be primary or general, and that to took the time to, you know, to do that because there are avenues to change things in this world if we show up at the polls. Well, Bobby, can I ask you this? Since you did absentee ballot, I did absentee ballot when I was going to college. Shouldn't there be some sort of hurdle to vote? I mean, should we, should we make it so easy that it becomes, ah, I think I'll vote today. Shouldn't people have a little bit of uh, conscious saying, you know, this is what made our country great. I have this 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 privilege. You know, I'm going to go vote. Well, also, of course, I do my homework. I mean, you know, I'll, uh, I'll take time to, uh, 
you know, to you know to at least try to find out about the candidates and the uh, the issues and everything. So I just don't go, you know, to vote now. I go to vote for a purpose. Well, if it, you know, a lot of times in businesses will will charge a nominal fee for an event and then they'll credit it back to you. So, and, you know, if you're spending twenty dollars, you're saying, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not going to that seminar. Uh, you know, I, I spent twenty dollars. No, no, I'm going to go to it because I don't want to waste my twenty dollars. If you didn't spend anything, you don't go. So if we make voting so easy, so efficient. But people, are they going to say this is a special thing to do? Uh, because I, I'm looking forward to this this November. Uh, my daughter will turn 18 in September. Her and her friends are, are very interested in voting for the first time. But I think that's great that young people have an interest to vote. However, if you make it so easy, does it become well, diluted? Okay, I see what you're saying there as far as, you know, as far as background and saying, okay, what's your background, whether you're male, female, age 40 or age 20, and... And uh, maybe a single person, a single, ba- uh, yeah. I mean, I I think that more more of that background should be uh, considered. All right, okay, thank you so thanks. much, Bobby. Appreciate the call. Right, thank thanks you. for checking in. Yeah, I think I think my point was, Mark, if you make it so easy, you can have people do it for you. Here, here's my mail-in ballot. I really don't know these people, Mark. Fill this out for me. I'll sign and send it mm, in. Well, yeah, that's one aspect of the polling place is, mm. you know, they know it's you, and you go in, and they can see you voting, and nobody else is Now, if, if you, you. want to go to Saturday voting, if you want to make it, uh, as you know, like I said, uh, efficiencies and dilution, I think, uh, come into play here. But uh, the mail-ins... Boy, just just has uh, I think personally a lot of hurdles. Now, how high are those hurdles in certain areas? Different, but again, so people, you know, we talk about 1.2 billion, 1.4 billion dollars of uh, aid sent out to people who have passed away. Mm-hmm. How many of those people? You know, I know we're tongue in cheek here, but how many of those people have voted in the last couple of years? And how long have they been deceased? Well, they voted by mail. They asked for and received <laughs> absentee ballots. So, so you're in a household where somebody has passed away. They get they've already uh, uh, passed the mail and ballot comes in. And he says, oh, "I'm going to vote here for Uncle John." Mm-hmm. I think Uncle John would have went X Y Z. You know, the last four of their Social Security, yeah. so you take that money. Well, and I think a question would arise. I would think also if you were alive when the stimulus system was invented and voted upon and then you pass away, uh, does your family still get that money? I mean, it, it just took them a while to get the, get check, the check to you, through. but it becomes part of your estate, so they take it, they cash it, and they uh, use it to offset the expenses. I think the best stimulus I can think of is a job. Mm. And, and an alarm clock. And, uh, yeah, and I, and I would say, and uh, capitalism promotes stimulus, stimulus <laughs> that you can go and uh, get a job and uh, do, do well. On the subject of COVID-19, one of our listeners sent us a note earlier this week saying they announced yesterday uh, many new cases of COVID-19 at the Manor Care Nursing Home, including staff members. Since the nursing homes went on lockdown many months ago with no visitors and masks and super cleaning required, how can this happen? Was it killer hornets or tsetse flies bringing in the virus? An explanation is needed or we are all doomed. 
Well, the, yeah, explanation, uh, but, you know, they, they aren't 100% locked down. People are coming in. Employees. Well, but vendors are coming into a certain area. Now, they might say, you know, they're only coming into the garage area, but there's doctors that are coming in and going back and forth. And, uh, you know, the more we find out, uh, uh, I, I think, you know, you talked about the president talking about the Kung flu. You know, he, he made that. But it's interesting. I, I believe Kung is... In Chinese, is the is it the understanding, or or the the information getting from it, knowledge from Kung? So I, I would hope we can get all the knowledge we can and uh, and be able to uh, hold this uh, virus in check. And we're seeing some ups and downs. However, we're not seeing the hospitalizations like in Texas. They're, they're almost seeing like they want to give Texas back to Mexico, and some of the news uh, reports. But they're not. You know, they, they, their their CIUs and their their hospitals aren't being overrun here. And that's what the whole initial part was. Was to let the healthcare system, you know, ha- have you know, be able to uh, you know, keep their heads above water from a standpoint of you know we don't want to overrun them, and uh, so uh, you know let's see what happens in the next couple of weeks. But remember, there's been protests, there've been rioters, there's been people on the lake, there's been people at events. So uh, now we'll see uh, how we're going to uh, to handle an uptick to a degree, and is it an uptick in cases? And then what about the hospitalizations? And uh, then we'll see what the, the numbers are for people passing away. One of our listeners sends us a note, says no ha- wholesale mail-in voting ever. Only absentee, uh, absentee voting with strict strict processes in place. And no same-day registration ever. No early voting. There's one election day. That's when voting should happen. If there needs to be more polling sites and voting machines to handle the quantity of people, so be it. Vote for number third. Vote on November third, or not at all. And then it says those that don't vote have no right to complain. Right. Well, that was directed at Dale. Well, well, remember, people hey, people can complain no matter what, but if you do vote, at least you're trying to be part of the solution and not the problem. All right. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. One of our good listeners says, where can I get a Trump sign for my front yard? Well, I will send that uh, to Ben uh, at uh, his house, and you can hook her yeah, up. I would say, I mean, I, I, maybe there's some uh, places along the uh, highway, uh, 1115, right across from uh, Marketplace uh, Plaza. There is a place that sells trailers and golf carts. You could walk in there, and uh, I saw some places there. You're going to see some uh, pop-up Fourth uh, uh, of July. There are going to be fireworks, and they're also going to be selling uh, Trump signs. different different things there. So, uh, yeah, they, they should be around, but maybe we can... Uh, Afford that? I'm, I'm, you know, we're going to get. Uh, there's other, remember, there's other races too. There's local races all the way up to the White House. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We're talking mail-in voter fraud. One of our listeners is attacking the partisan nature of some of the remarks of Congressman Keller. Uh, we talked a little bit about COVID nineteen. What's on your mind today? Is it time for us to re-examine our our statues and our monuments? We got into that a couple times uh, this week. With almost everybody saying now is the time. To, you can examine them, but don't destroy them. What's in uh, Sunbury's Park? We'll have to talk about that we'll afterwards. There's some uh, memorials there, correct? Right, yes. Yes. 
1-800-795-9565. We'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. WKOK News 7 is now 735. Thank you so much for listening here. We'll take call in listeners. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. That's 1-800-795-9565. One of our listeners says on the topic of mail-in voting says, Good morning. Everybody who works on Election Day can vote by mail, right? Meaning if you're working the polls, you, you would, might not vote, well, I guess. That's why they're open early and open late. Uh, I don't know. Mail-in so. voting is great. It's just so much more convenient. You get more participation. And, of course, your good conservative Republican friends uh, who uh, tend to skew slightly older, they have an opportunity to vote by mail so they don't have to go out and about during this COVID-19. Well, of course, it, very, very little fraud associated with it. So well, that, it that, works that out. you know of. But when there's, I think it was, was it Philadelphia County, city of Philadelphia, that uh, more... Uh, more ballots were mailed out than registered uh, folks. Allegheny County had some hiccups. Uh, people who didn't get their ballots till after the election, uh, there, there's probably some hurdles there. So it's it's not 100% like some people want to say. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. One of our listeners says, interesting not listening to Ben and Fred condemn the Democrats, but never mentioning the 400 bills on Mitch McConnell's desk that he won't even bring to the floor. Yeah. And- Sad, says Tom. Yeah, it well, is and it sad, is terrible Tom. how partisan it's gotten in Washington, and Congressman Keller is right in the thick of it. Well, it is too bad. No, what's sad though is to why would why would a speaker, being Republican or Democrat, send over bills that aren't bipartisan in, in a way that you can move things forward? What, what was sad? What they did to Tim Scott. So uh, maybe Tom, you want to look look around, and and this does happen on all sides. However, why not put bills together that have a chance to pass, vice versa, from the Senate to the House and the House of that put your put your conference committees together and get something done. The the, the dirty little secret is that the Democrats this time around are using this police reform bill for politics. Anything they can do to oh, try the to get the White House. Oh, Republicans are so well no, behaved and they never uh, use well, anything. No, I'm not saying this time around, Mark, this time around. So the, the, the Democrats don't solve Jeez. problems, particularly in this. They, they want to collect money off this. Now, the Republicans aren't saints either here. Okay. So, so, so here's, what's very, here, so here's what's very interesting, <laughs> is the Democrats are using this politically. Without solving this problem and addressing it, they will collect money on it. They will have their people go out, campaign on this, and use this. So when you look at politicians, look at how many of them solve problems, both sides, or how many keep the perpetual hamster wheel rolling 
to run off of this and get and collect you know get campaign funds off this so that that's the problem we're running into but the democrats are out front this time 1-800-795-9565. Yeah, it's a shame that you really don't see the, the partisan gridlock on both sides. It isn't just the Dems being partisan. Look at what Congressman Keller sent out overnight. Now, this is him. He represents everybody in his district, but he said, Congressman Keller voted against the Justice and Policing Act, a partisan messaging bill crafted by the House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and her allies without Republican input that would result in local police department. Where's the ecumenical opportunity for for real leadership here and and representing all of your constituency. I mean, to not it's a shame that you don't see the Republicans as a Well, why it, wouldn't Nancy Pel- why wouldn't Nancy Pelosi put together a group and have both sides put have input on this bill? Why don't you see the Republicans as half the problem? Well, hold it. If you're the leader of the house, if Mark Lawrence is leader of the house and I'm the minority Leader, and and you say I'm going to pass this bill. I said, well, Mark, we have these suggestions. I don't want to hear them. Well, that's okay. Wrong. That's well, wrong. That, that's what she did. Well, and look what happens in the Senate. It's just, I, I, look, my only point. You're talking about the the esoteria of this bill, which is important. But I'm talking about the fact that you point the finger at the Democrats and you don't see the Republicans as part of the well, problem. Well, okay, tell tell me where the Republicans are the problem here. Tell me where Nancy Pelosi shoved a bill out on partisan things. I think there was three Republicans who voted for it, so it was two something to 181. But let's go to Tim Scott's bill. Tim Scott introduces this. They need cloture so just to move. Is the solution in GOP, the GOP are offering solutions. Why aren't they working together? So Tim Scott offers this, and all the Democrats have to do is is have cloture votes, 60 votes, to move on and discuss. If up. they want to stop it later. So Pelosi, Speaker Pelosi, instead of getting Republicans involved, so Speaker Lawrence, I come to you and say, Mark, we have this, this, and this. Well, I don't want to hear that. We're passing it this because I have the votes. We're passing it. Okay, this. folks. And believe me, this happens on both sides, guys. Okay. And that's where... That's fine. You can stop th- there. That's, that's where what the, I wanted you to say. That's where the Freedom Caucus on the Republicans come in. And the email earlier about, about socialism, yes, the problem we've had in the Republican Party is the rhinos, the people who don't stand for anything. But, yeah, Democrats have uh, sort of stumbled here a bit, and we'll see what happens. 1-800-795-9565. Call us now if you think it is just Democrats causing all these problems in Washington, or if maybe Republicans are part of the dilemma, let us know. Uh, we need uh, articulate examples of how the Republicans are obstructing. But on both, the both sides have hamster wheels that they keep spinning. So okay, well, thank you. Let's not say that. Yeah, I think it's pathetic. And but it's a one's shame that, you, you, you know, President Trump went there to drain the swamp, and all he did was fill it up with a different scum. Uh, I don't know about that, because he's uh, he's uh, ox the gore of Republicans and Democrats down there. He, he's ox the gore of the bureaucrats. Gore so, the ox. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, ox the gore. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, it's interesting uh, when you start uh, upsetting the gravy train down there. If, if you take a, a track or two out and the train derails, how both sides... Both of those bureaucratic swamp people, uh, peoples down there, get uh, upset. So, One of our listeners says on the topic of uh, mail-in voting, he does not like it, and he said the real problem is ballot harvesting that yeah. happens. Salt in California? which, of course, is illegal in some states. Ballot harvesting, according to Wikipedia, is the gathering and submitting of absentee or mail-in ballots by volunteers or workers. But what happens sometimes is what? 
They, well, they the, don't turn them all in. Yeah, and then all of a sudden they show up, which happened in uh, particularly Southern California uh, with the Democrats and also happened in North Carolina with a GOP congressman who then was thrown out, which he should have been thrown out, and uh, then voted back in. But, uh, yeah, be, beware... The ox and the gore. Who's <laughs> goring somebody's gore. ox? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for, for getting that right again. All right. We invite you to visit SunburyMotors.com uh, to see their entire Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, and pre-owned inventory. Select your perfect vehicle and purchase online right from your home. The Sunbury Motor Company wants you to do that because you can buy a brand new Ford, Hyundai, Kia, or Lincoln car or truck. They're a premier service provider for all makes of cars and trucks. Uh, they're a master towing service. they got the body shop. They'll pump you up with nitrogen. They got the alignment shop. They got the big parts department. They got the little parts department. Doesn't matter what the size of the part is. They got a department for that. SunburyMotors.com where you can start your visit. You can do as I've done and I haven't been there in almost 24 hours. The quick lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury where you go in there and you say hey, pump me up with nitrogen. Time for my annual visit. Nitrogen leaks less, runs cooler, and your tires last longer. It's the Sunbury Motor Company. It's a family owned dealership since 1915. 4th Street Sunbury and Routes 11 and 15 Hummels Wharf. Find out more at sunburymotors.com. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. 1-800-795-9565. We're prattling through our last day before we get to a best-of segment next week. Uh, we'll hear from, uh, well, we'll replay that Congressman Keller interview. Very interesting interview. Well, you got a number of them over the uh, Congress, period of time. When uh, Senator Gordner was on the show, Harvey Edwards. Bob Casey. Uh, when we argued about <laughs> uh, Elmer Fudd losing his, uh, what did he lose? Loses. Uh, oh, no, Yosemite Sam lost his handguns and Elmer Fudd lost a shotgun. Yeah, we'll argue about that. So what are they, what are they both using? Slingshots? Um, I think just dynamite. Oh, boy. That can't do <laughs> okay, any so harm. Okay, so it's not much of an upgrade, but I'll tell you what. <laughs> well, he didn't. And did somebody step in from the left and help Elmer Fudd on his stuttering? Oh, I don't to know. To help him a little bit there mm. on his speech? That would be nice. I don't know. But he still has his earmuffs, right? The hat with the I flaps so. on it? Okay. Yeah, whether it's summer or not. All right, Lance, thanks for calling in, sir. Glad to hear from you. You are on the mark. Hey there. Why, when you folks were talking about the stimulus checks and folks that, uh, you know, had become deceased, why, what was done, or in my case, what was done, you took the check, wrote both names on it, you then wrote deceased and the date of death and deposited it. Now, that was what the number that was on the check when we called that told us to do if the individual had expired 
this year. So did you have to take a death certificate into the bank to deposit that? No. Okay, so they just took what you wrote on it. Mm-hmm. Now, it was said that some banks were not doing that, but the one right here, the Gratz, they uh, they took them, deposited it, and so far everything's it's there. Well, and I take that you know Gratz is your local bank. They knew you and and your so they knew your situation. Yeah. Okay, but you say at a local bank. However, I wonder if you'd go into a bank. Um, you know, bigger bank that you might have to have more paperwork, but that that's interesting because in some scenarios, you know, you have a, a different bank, and uh, my, my daughter had a check uh, from babysitting, and uh, you know, I had to, you know, go in, and it was almost I don't want to say make it act of Congress, but you know, for forty eight dollars, it was like holy smokes, I've just spent a half hour. But uh, so for you, it was uh, fairly seamless. Yeah, yeah, everything worked out pretty good. Uh, and, uh, well, if I could uh, talk about something else here. Yep, change the subject, okay. please. All right. And that is, you know, where we always hear about this uh, shopping while black and everybody's looking at you and all that stuff. Well, that isn't without reason. Goodness, if you take 12% of the population that commits 60% of the robberies, and that's the way it is, I mean, how do those folks expect to be treated? And uh, when everybody goes nuts, well, about was 233 black folk that were killed by police in the line of duty, and 7,000 that were killed by other blacks. Now, you think that you, you shouldn't be talking, well, it's same me as a uh, black father, talks to his son about how when you see somebody in blue run the other way, well, it appears to be when you see somebody in dreadlocks, you better run the other way. I mean, that's, what, almost uh, 28, 30 to 1 that you're going to be killed by another black guy than a policeman? I mean, doesn't that seem a bit weird? Well, well, the no, and that's that's the numbers that uh, some of the folks on the left don't want to look at, and they don't really. Yeah, you know, my, my my point is, you you see the numbers. Uh, you know, no nobody should be. You, you would hope authority would would be a, a proactive uh, measure in our society, but if if the community, if Black Lives Matter and the community and the groups with them want to solve something, and get instant credibility. Why don't they go to Chicago and Baltimore, pick those two places, and go and try to adjust the injustices that are there instead of uh, what we see going on here? But, the, the, yeah, the, when you look at the FBI numbers and you look at then the details, there are some questions that should be asked. And, there, and you see people like Shelby Steele and Dr. Woodson, who uh, have been uh, civil rights leaders going back to the 60s, talking about, you know, the black community needs to police itself. They need to to right their own ship also. They need to be involved in solving their problems. They can't just be victims all the time. And, and, and you know, some of the stuff is, is very interesting when you, you, you do break down what the numbers are. But, but the black community with the black leadership, why can't they solve Chicago, or why can't they go in and do the best they can to to really dilute the situations in Chicago and Baltimore? They should have lots of cooperation because they're all run by Democrats. 
right? Well, again, when you start looking and peeling back uh, the, the onion on some of these things, uh, you know, it shows. But also, what I talked about before, for some groups, not solving this problem means they can collect money, uh, their political issues, they can do these things. And a lot of politicians, Republicans and Democrats, don't don't solve the problems. They don't put solutions and get things done. Uh, that If it's ongoing, they can use it to their advantage. And it's unfortunate. And it's unfortunate to American society. You know, how, how, you know I know there's talk, how, how can we be a racist society to find that in, in what regards? Because if you look at, you know, somebody, for, I was talking from uh, Europe, uh, from Belgium, says, uh, Ben, I don't understand. They call America, we see these racist, racist, racist. All, all you guys are, are supposedly racist over there. He goes, wasn't your past president uh, a black man? So, so how, how, how racist can you really be? Now, what degree of racism? Then you you know you start to to look at is there improvements to be made yes but what other country in the world has improved on race relationships as much as the United States? No, that's a very good question there. Well, while you're really talking about the figures here, I, in Chicago there were like 485 murders okay this year, and three the police murdered three. So I <laughs> well look look at look at the uh, the rates the uh, you know the violence rates that have gone up in the last six weeks in L A and Chicago yeah. and Baltimore and some of these cities and and you know the the protesters are are one thing people you know, protest injustice but the rioters and looters you know unfortunately rode on some of their coattails and do you think it was fair for those business people to uh, to uh, go through what they did uh, the officer the retired officer in St Louis was killed I guess. Black Lives Matter, his didn't. And why isn't Black Lives Matter protesting that uh, down there? So the the hypocrisy runs deep and wide. But the the Sharptons and the Jacksons, you know, look at those people because they they make money off of poverty, and it, and it's an injustice to the black community, and it's an injustice to America as a whole. Yeah. Well, we postulating the other day about why the community was burning their own businesses like that and you ever hear of crawdad syndrome where you know if you have the crawdads in the bucket you don't have to put a lid on it because if any try to get out the other ones will pull them back in and this could possibly uh, be a possibility now i'm just we just were throwing that around all right uh, you guys done all right well, thank you Lance. Oh, not quite can i just have one little thing sure take your time go right ahead a little, a little lighter okay think about the uh, big rhubarb down there in the NASCAR garage, okay? Well, you talk about fake news. Boy, that was it. Oh, bro. <laughs> Thank you. So, yeah. <laughs> on that okay. note, uh, we'll let think you Fan go. wasn't there, he'd have dumped that. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he probably would hit the delay yeah. button. That's fine. All right. Thank okay. you so much, Lance. Have a good week. We'll talk to you in yeah. 11 short days from right you, you, now. You did solve that problem in the NASCAR garage, right? During we the did. Week. Yes, yeah, we good. did. All right. We'll be right back. When it comes to car <laughs> buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. 
The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way. The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Say that again. It's not the years in your life, it's the life in those years. Oh, well said. Okay. With a little Led Zeppelin in the background. One of our good listeners sends us a note, says, I'd like to know where is the Durham report? Are we going to fiddle around with it until after the election and then throw it out or what? I think it's high time it's explained as to when this guy's going to publish it. Those who did wrong should be brought to justice, and then maybe the voters will quickly know which way to go at the ballot box. The people who need indicted should do so now, or should be that should be done now. I've been hearing about the report. It might reveal for a a long time, but I'm sick and tired of the long way. Get on with it! Maybe they are afraid of what might happen if it all comes out. Uh, probably coming out in August, I believe. Yeah, I would think it's time and that's to come just out gonna open, the election. That's just going to open the faucet. Then, then everything we'll see. But we're, we, we've seen bits and pieces of it. And, and now, the, what, now the... John Durham, yeah, back now, to the uh, Obama administration. Yeah, back to the Obama okay. administration. Campaign starting to come out. There's things that went on with the FBI. Investigating President Trump, right? CIA. Sorry, it's not top of the mind. It should never have happened. It should never happen again in this country. But uh, what they did was uh, third world, banana republic type of stuff. What uh, did they do? Investigate a uh, elected president and uh, how they elected did it. President, you mean a once he was elected in November, even before that, but once he was elected, and then once he was seated. But it's it's going to show the the standards are not double or triple; they're quadrupled uh, in, in some regards. So uh, certain groups want power, and they will fight to the end to get power and use all the dirty tricks to get there. Um, let me think. What do I want to ask you? Is President Trump above this? I mean, I, I know he's a train wreck of a human, and you might not agree <laughs> with his policies, but is he corrupt? I, not, not that we've seen so far in what was being done, but, you know, when you say train wreck of a, of a person, that's, you know, moral judgments. Uh, gosh, I, you know, what president wasn't to a degree? I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, but I mean, she, she, Bill Clinton with interns in, in the Oval Office, that's the ultimate train wreck in my was mind. It, was that the word, the pinnacle? Well, okay, Dale, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. You get 30 seconds. I just want to tell everybody, I mean, I don't know where you're going to find a pair of glasses to see it the way I see it. Is. <laughs> but you, it, it, the way the system is, okay, nothing against anybody personally. You have people who fill the trough, and you have people who hold the cup. Oh, you were seeing back on the trough. trough. What's the yeah, trough and what's the cup? cup don't yeah. want to change the Constitution because they don't want to have to go and fill the trough. Okay, what's, the trough? The Dale, what's the trough? Dale, what's the trough? Is this a red solo cup they're holding? Yeah, listen, the vision is Biden conquered all the United States. Okay. It's not about what lost him, but. Uh, hey, there. Best of, great, great shows next week. The listeners call in or uh, listen, and then uh, guess what? The week of the. Uh, 
Listen and learn. July 6th, you'll be back on. We'll be back. This is News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury.